You're listening to a real piece of work. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say it that way. You're listening to a real piece of work, a jobs podcast for aspiring professionals brought to you by WVIK, Quad Cities NPR, and Junior Achievement of the Heartland. Now here's your hosts, Matt and Joy. Joy, it's good to see you again today. You know, we've got a, a awesome guest today, and one of the things this guest really helps people figure out is in many ways kind of career paths and career guidance. So I'm not going to steal any thunder there, but I'm just kind of curious. Last time you may have had to write a new resume, were there things that you were just like, oh my gosh, I need help with this, or any reflections upon that process? Oh man, why does, when you go to write a resume, why does it always feel like it's this big project from college? <laughs> this presentation that you have to put together. It's actually a really good question because earlier this week, my son, who is in the fourth grade getting ready to go to our JA Biz Town, um, was in the process of writing a resume for his class so he could apply to be the mayor at first and then want another job. And so it got me thinking, when was the last time, you know, what resume do I have to show him? And so I uh, I got out my resume and I had not gotten my resume out probably in, well, seven or eight months because that's when I started here at Junior Achievement. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, Jenny, and I'm very curious to hear all that you have to talk about because it's I want to I want to show everything that I've done, but you have to do it in such a short, condensed fashion so that you can grab those readers, grab those people to show them what you have without being able to get this face-to-face interview. And so that was the last time that I got mine out. Um, I definitely could use some refreshing skills. And actually now I haven't even added Junior Achievement of the Heartland to it. So uh, that being said, maybe I need to go ahead and add that into my resume. But Matt, when's the last time you've spruced yours up? Well, it's been a little over five years, but you know, I'm going to put a little spin on that question too. Um, one thing that I feel like I've done relatively well in my career is connection and remaining connected. And uh, I was reflecting back on our guest today. Uh, We met in 2011 and my wife and I were on vacation. We met Jenny and her husband and we all connected. And what I found was uh, a a nationally recognized uh, expert in her field, a recently published author um, and somebody that really helps people, you know, advance themselves and their careers and their lives. And for that matter, just a good person. So welcome, Jenny Foss, to A Real Piece of Work, the job podcast for young people. That is quite an intro. And thank you for having me. It's it's always, you know, it's always so great. Not that everything I do in the name of supporting people in all things job search and career um, uh, transition is not great, but working with younger people, I, I think is, is just really awesome. And, and so worthwhile. It really fills my, my bucket or my cup, if you will. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be here and, and yes, thank you for that ever. So, um, kind introduction. So I'm, I, you know, Matt sent me this and I was, I get so geeked out about this stuff. So I, but job search strategist is the title that I, that came across me. And I honestly can say I have never heard of that. And so I'm curious and I'd like the listeners to kind of listen in on what is a job search strategist? How did you get that title? What does it mean? What does it encompass? Well, I am an entrepreneur, so joy, I gave it to myself, (laughs) but 
but I thought about it and, and it's the most apt title for, for really what I do. So you, you can do a Google search and you can find career coaches, you can find resume writers. Um, but what I do is, is really more strategy um, and support than anything else. So I help people who either have a rough idea or are trying to formulate a rough idea, or, or maybe sometimes they have a very clear idea of what they want to do next. I help people figure out like from where you're at now, whether that's in school or in an early level career or trying to make a career pivot, where you are today, where you're trying to go, and I help people build the strategy to get from point A to point B. And we also, as a firm, specialize in what I call the paperwork. So your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn profile, anything that you're going to need to prepare and position yourself for your job or career. That's what a job search strategist does, at least at jobjenny.com. How did... Uh- how did you get into this and what's your educational background to get to where you're at? What are your quali- the qualifications behind this? Well, this is an interesting story. And, and this is one that, that I was hoping would come up today because for young people, especially, I think we tend, I say we like I'm a young people now, but we tend to, <laughs> to think, oh, I got to have it all figured out when I go to college or when I go to trade school or when I get out of college, I got, I, the stakes are so high, I have to have it figured out. And I was like that too. I went to school to be a journalist and I came out of school and I was one, but I realized I didn't love being a journalist. I did love writing. I then had an opportunity to go into corporate marketing and public relations. So I jumped at that and I did enjoy that. I got good at it. I realized I'm, I'm great at marketing and writing, but I didn't love working in a big corporate environment. So now what, right? We happened to work at the last corporation I worked for, we worked with a recruiting agency. It was a small one who supported the company that I worked for. And one of the co-owners would come into my office and we became friends and he would swing by my office to chit chat. And he kept asking me time and time again, it it was just a joke after a period of time, when are you going to come and be a recruiter for us? You'd be really good at this. And I was always, oh. And then one day I was just I just was done. I was done working in that big corporate environment. And I called him up and I said, what would this involve? And turns out it involved a $50,000 pay cut for the opportunity to learn an entirely new industry and job function. And I thought, whoever is going to pay me to essentially get an education and learn something all new? And so that's kind of how I transitioned from journalist to marketer to um, recruiter to ultimately opening my own recruiting agency and then founding JobJenny.com, which this is the interesting part. I could have never predicted that my job as a journalist, my job as a marketer, and my job as a recruiter would all add up to be I mean, essentially the perfect combination 
to do what I do today as a job search strategist. If that doesn't inspire one, I'm not really sure what would, to be honest. I'm over here just like, yeah, what an awesome story. So I have a question for you, and this is conversations I've had with teenagers lately and and, and myself, but were you scared ever? The word fear, the word fear. I mean, that's that, that was a big risk. That was a big jump for you to take. You know, were you scared? Yes or no? And if you were, how did you like, how did you decide to make that step? How did you decide to make that change? I think that it's important for the, for our kids to hear about that. The short answer is yes. I think change, even exciting change is, is scary for, for pretty much all of us. And I did not always have the support and the, you're, you're thinking in the right way, go get them kind of reaction from my family. My, my, I grew up in the Midwest, very kind of conservative parents who you follow the straight line. And, and I always was kind of the, the zigzag line kid of the family. But I just kept telling myself, if I am making the wrong move, what's the worst possible outcome? And, and every time I asked myself that question, the worst possible outcome was really not that bad. Yeah. You know, did I want to go in and work an hourly job somewhere if the bottom fell out of, of me trying to transition from a corporate job to become an entrepreneur? No, but if that's the worst thing, I thought it was worth the risk. And I can't think of a time in my career that I have found that fortune did not favor my boldness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. Uh, so you've been speaking at a relatively high level, and I love the overview. For our listeners, I'm kind of curious, could, can you give us a snapshot of day in the life of Jenny and what that day or week what is it day to day you're doing and the tag on to that? Can you talk about your side hustle that recently maybe got published? It's soon to be published. So oh, my day to day, it's, it's kind of a, a few main buckets. The, the biggest thing that I do on a day to day basis is work one on one with, with clients who are job seekers, who are either actively looking for new jobs preparing for a job change um, or just wanting to be ready if some great opportunity comes along. So I work with them in terms of, as I said, one-on-one -on -one kind of fleshing out a strategy on, on where they want to go and how to get there and then developing resumes and cover letters, LinkedIn profiles. Um, some of my time is dedicated to filming courses, educational courses. Um, I partner with LinkedIn on their LinkedIn learning platform. So I have recorded, oh, I think it's a dozen or so courses that help job seekers through various pieces and parts of, of job search. Some of my time is figuring out why my Xfinity voicemail doesn't work anymore, so or why my audio isn't working on my computer. Um, we just recently implemented a, a major software platform, major for us, which is a customer relationship management software platform. So a lot of my time has been dedicated to kind of figuring all of that out lately. So that's kind of the main job that I have. And then 
and, and here and there speaking events like live or virtual. And then, um, yes, I, I was approached last fall to write a, uh, a book that will be coming out in January, which is called Do This, Not That, Careers. And so a hundred million hours of my weekends and evenings over the past few months have been Nothing but writing. <laughs> Sorry, kids. What you, what you love to do? What you love to do? Jenny, I was just going to say, and uh, while Joy just said, obviously you love writing. Um, where are you doing this? You said Midwest roots. Where are you doing this? And the clients you interact with, um, are you going to see them? I, at, in this day and age, there's so many different options for where people physically sit to their careers. Is this something you're doing in the Midwest, or are you somewhere else now? And can I do this anywhere in the world? That's a good question, Matt. I actually have for the past 15 years or so lived out West. So I'm in Portland, Oregon, and my clients are all over the world. And that is by design. When I decided to build jobjenny.com, I realized the importance of the, the power of the internet to scale a business. So I thought, well, it's kind of limiting to just put out a shingle and, and invite clients from my immediate area. Why not open it up to anyone who needs this support? And so I will tell you what, the, the internet is a wonderful thing. And, and certainly through COVID where when we used to meet with local clients or offer them the opportunity to meet in person, we couldn't do that anymore. And so since 2020, all of my work has been either via phone, Zoom, Microsoft Teams. Uh, so, so we have clients all over the country, but also abroad. So... I'm curious, all of the movement that you've had, and I'm I'm still kind of just blown away by all that you've accomplished <laughs> here in the past. How many years has it been? Um, but I like to ask about mentors because I think it's so important, you know, all of the, the progress and the successes that you've made, assuming that there's been some mentors and some people that you've always looked to connect with and, and ask advice. Um, so who are those people and how did you find them and how, you know, how did you choose which ones you wanted to stay connected with for, for different aspects of your journey? That's a good question. So some of those I've admired and gained mentorship from were people, as I was thinking through how to set up my current business, I was inspired by them online and I reached out to them. And And there are a few who are, to this day, friends and mentors. Actually, uh, one of my friends her name is Ash Amberger. She runs, no judgment, a, a company called The Middle Finger Project, which as funny as that sounds, she's she's a published author, she's a brilliant entrepreneur, and she teaches, largely she teaches other entrepreneurs how to engage and grow their audiences and grow their businesses through compelling copy 
storytelling. Um, I was just exchanging voice messages with her this morning because it's time for me to go and approach people to endorse my book. So I, I knew she had gone through this process a couple of years ago. So, so she's still mentoring me. So, so one of the places I find mentors is people I admire online. Another place is, is through my own clients over the years. I have met some extraordinary uh, professionals who have uh, been very supportive of what I do and willing to kind of continue that connection so that if and when I have questions, they're they're very happy to answer. And likewise, I do too. So I think mine has been sort of serendipitous and maybe less intentionally planned. But what I think is a really important takeaway from this is you don't have to have just one mentor. It certainly can be helpful, but I think you can have multiple mentors who have different perspectives and areas of expertise that, that all can be really helpful um, for you throughout your career. So above and beyond that mentor-protege relationship that you may have, um, are, are there professional associations, accreditations, uh, continuing education that have helped you advance? I do have a uh, CPRW, which is a Certified Professional Resume Writer uh, certification. It does help in the regard that I think by the time I got that certification, I was pretty well established as a resume writer, which was fortunate. Having it, though, validates to some who are are looking specifically for someone that they know has that accreditation, yes. Because in the field that I am in, there is quite literally no barrier to entry. There's no certification, there's no license required. So it's kind of a bit of the wild west when it comes to the career coaching and resume writing world. So I, I think it helps give some people some assurance that if they are making that investment in our services, that yes, we have at least that baseline of, of credentialing that we've gone through. Awesome. Thank you. Well, while we're on the subject of resumes, we always like to have a, a student question from a local high school here. And so Claire Haas is a senior at Pleasant Valley High School. And she is actually getting ready to enter the world, and she's decided on a career path in engineering. Great. And it's kind of a family friend as well, so we had a really good conversation uh, when I met with her. But she's got a question for you as she's preparing to enter the world. And so uh, without further ado. Hi, I'm Claire Haas, a senior at Pleasant Valley High School. And my question is, how would you spice up high school job experiences for a professional career resume? That's a great question, Claire, and uh, congrats to you. And I think you're you're probably in the absolute home stretch of your of your high school career. So it's interesting because I just answered this question on a um, LinkedIn Live broadcast a, a few days ago. I think a lot of times, uh, high school graduates or seniors, and or college students who are getting ready to to enter the the workforce they they worry that oh i i worked at target in customer service what what does that have to do with my engineering work that i want to do or oh 
I was just a volunteer. I didn't have a paid job or I, I couldn't afford to do an unpaid internship. So I didn't do an internship. Now what? Number one, don't panic. Number two, think about what you've gained from that or those part-time jobs, leadership experience you've gotten, if you were ahead of a club or, or uh, doing something that demonstrated your leadership, or even on a volunteer basis, if you're doing work that as you read a job description for, say, an entry-level engineer, and they're looking for strong problem-solving skills, for instance, then on your resume, as you list maybe your work at Target, talk about, as one of the bullet points, your problem-solving aptitude or your customer service aptitude. Those are universally valued skills. And if you've gone out and gained those as a team, Whereas you're going to school with other engineering students who did not work in their high school career or did not volunteer, then you're already, you've already gained experience that's going to be valuable to your career. So it, it's just thinking through, what did I learn and what did I gain from this job that, that I will be able to carry forward and apply through the years? That is great advice. So you're saying keep keep the job on the resume. Say you work there. Oh, for and sure. And then just highlight those those specific things that you're that you're referencing Absolutely. about the experiences and what yes. you Yes, yes. I I have a 16 year old who works at a retail shop, and you you deal with customer service issues. And this is this is the kid that was five seconds ago seven years old, and now she you know in my <laughs> mind, and now she's. Sleeves rolled up in the trenches with with customers who are not always all that great to be around and not always very friendly. And and so she's learning some really important skills and she's learning how to be a part of a team. She's learning how to advocate for herself when she needs time off. I mean, these are important skills that whatever you do going forward are going to be beneficial. I've always said that working in retail is something probably everybody ought to have to experience at some point in their lives. <laughs> You're Legit, truly on the it's, front it's, lines. Yeah, it's 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 for real. And so, as somebody potentially is staying in that space or transitioning uh, back to what you do, I'm kind of curious. Um, and this is just the hey, tell us as much as you want, tell us as as little as you want. Whether I'm working for a corporation, an, an agency, or if I'm an entrepreneur, can I make any money doing what you do? You definitely can. Now, let me be clear. When someone maybe looks at what I'm doing or goes to jabjenny.com and, and sees, wow, she's, she's all this. All this is 10 plus years of digging in and gutting it out and, and doing a lot of work until it looks easy, right? So, but it's for me, it's so valuable. It's so, I really feel very strongly that I have a purpose and didn't know it until probably in my 30s. But this is it. I stumbled on it and this is it. I am here to use this skill that I have in a way that is going to absolutely improve the lives of the people that I serve. That's how I feel about it. Now, 
do I also feel, hey, won't it be great if I can make money doing this? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> but my it's everyone's my main, dream, right? <laughs> my main mission is not I think sometimes you see online entrepreneurs in particular, they got it backwards. They're trying to be an online entrepreneur or an influencer or whatever, make money first, get popular first. And their second priority is whatever value they are seemingly adding. That that doesn't set well with me. You have to really want to do what what you're offering as an entrepreneur, because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. You're going to spend a lot of hours doing it. And um, it is truly a marathon. But yes, yes, it is. um, It is um, financially rewarding. Yeah. It's a $3,000 pay cut was well worth yep. it at the point I'm at now. <laughs> I was, I was going to go, I was going to go back to that. But the other thing, the other thing I think of is that that song right now, it's by dirt, do what you love, but call it work. I mean, that's exactly what you just said, right? Fine. Do what you love and call it work and make a little money while you're doing something that you love. So, and I think it's more than just doing what you love because I love orange theory. But if I decided I wanted to go open an Orange Theory business, would I necessarily be good at it? I don't Very know. True. I don't know how to operate a gym. I don't. I don't know how to market at a localized level, which is what they're doing. Running a business, doing what you love, is different than just doing what you love. So, so I, I do love what I do, but I, I think it's a slippery slope to just follow your passion. Because if you don't also have skills and, and career capital along the way that will support you, you might not make it that far. Jenny, I'm, I'm going to, you just said something that just made me pause real quick, like target audience, high school, junior high. Great. I've got a passion for cooking. I've got a passion for golf, but I can't do either to pay, you know, pay my rent. How do I identify those is there is there a mechanism to identify identify what skills I have that are are translatable to a career path? Well, sure. I, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. The most simple way is careers in cooking. Google that. Careers uh, for golf lovers. You will find a million resources there. But I, I, certainly, there are like strength finders. There are assessments that you can take. Um, available online. Maybe you can go to your career, uh, your guidance counselor at your school and talk with them about it. But it's interesting. I, I interviewed just, it's been quite a while now. There, there's a, an organization, I think it's called Good Food Jobs was the name of the platform. But what that was, was a job board. So like indeed.com or LinkedIn jobs, but it was for people who are interested in jobs related to food, but it wasn't the type of job you're necessarily thinking of. It wasn't like waiter or um, chef. They were like working uh, at farms, you know, figuring out tough farming problems or, I mean, just all these different kind of ancillary things that all tied into food. So, so exploring some of those options to go beyond the obvious, certainly that could be helpful. Or as a teenager, if you have a family friend who 
works in like a restaurant type of business or works around at a golf club, certainly there's nothing going to, no harm going to be done if you ask if you can do a job shadow or, or informational interview with that person. Well, I, I love that answer. It kind of went where I was hoping it would go and you gave us even a little more than anticipated. So one final question, unless Joy, I don't, I'm not seeing Joy raising her hand right now, but is there, if you could reflect back and look at 16 year old Jenny, what would you tell her to keep doing? Stop worrying about what everyone thinks. There we There's go. Your you stop. know what? You know what? Normally there's a series of questions there, but stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. We're just going to end it on that if that's okay. I, that's my best piece of advice. I spent countless hours worrying about what people thought of me. And it turns out they really don't spend that much time thinking about you. And so the less you yeah. worry about that, the more big things you can do. Well, Jenny, we really appreciate you coming on A Real Piece of Work, which you are, the Job Guy <laughs> podcast for young Thank people. You, Matt, I think. And imparting some great wisdom on them and just a little perspective of how you've gotten where you are today, which is wonderful. So thank you very much. Yes. Thank I you so much, Jenny. It. Thank you. Well, Joy, I just sit here once again, just reflecting on the time frame between the first time I ever met Jenny and today and the ease in life, relative ease in life, to use social media to stay connected and how that can help people with their professions and other, in this case, professions. And the thing, can't wait to hear your perspective because I feel this is somewhat more in your wheelhouse than mine, uh, what Jenny does, but she really is mission driven. And that's the thing that stood out to me that less motivated about what the money is and more motivated about how she can help a situation for individual or individuals. And with hard work and effort over a period of time and years, it's really paid off for her. So uh, that that's my major takeaway from it. Lots of other good stuff, but be curious what you thought. Well, just as a as an addition to what you just said, you know, motivation and what motivates you. You know, I look at myself back when I was graduating high school and into college and what I originally went to do, which I think that should actually be a whole new podcast as us interviewing <laughs> each other. But I, I would say that's changed over the years. As I've had different experiences, same with mentors, everything else, you know, that, that does shift. And so it's, you know, what motivated you how many years ago as you started to learn throughout the years, maybe where your passions lie a little bit differently or what you are passionate about. And so I think the most important thing to me to go along with that, that she said is the, the notion of you having to think that you have to have it all figured out. You know, right. you graduate high school, you think you have to have it figured out and then you, you move forward and then college, you think you have to have it all figured out. And I think that's just the important thing to remember at high school, at college, and even now is you don't have to have it all figured out right now, right today. Let your days kind of unravel as they will. Let your experiences um, kind of lead you to where they're going to lead you to. So that was probably my biggest takeaway. Very inspiring. She was wonderful. I completely agree. Looking forward to the next one, Joy. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>